Yo, what's up, man? What's happening? Hey, I'm for the run that intro. I got some music for you today since you say you want the intro back. So before we introduce ourselves, we're gonna go into this intro real quick. So just let this roll right quick. The world is growing colder. I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. You know I'm always saying all this land when I'm older. So I march on like a soldier. The other days I spent up in school, trying to explain what I'm doing. Shouldn't die in a bathroom. They wonder why I'm so dirty. I ain't no other choice. My stomach touching my bed. Hands on my pistol. Mouth full of stones. Trying to be gross. To a single parent. Now I'm in my game. Get in the heaven. I'm Yeah, that was my little Kim folk right there, man. So I thought I'd intro with some of his stuff. Right on, right on. Yeah, so that was anyway. So for people listening, that's my little cousin. That's Mills. And uh, you know that's and that's real old man. Like I said, that's old. I have to play you play you the rest of that because I'm on some of that too. But I ain't want to stunt, so I just rolled my cousin part or whatever. But anyway, y'all, welcome back to the Quiet Pizza Show once again. And it is your host. Hopefully, my boy don't say my government name again because you do that on a lot of different shows. <laughs> so this is David Icon. And once again, we have back my road dog Slim. Once again, introduce yourself, sir. Slim with two M's, I'm back. Thank right you, on. And uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling for you guys. We got some, you know, uh, recent updates, some new news. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it and, you know, find it informative. And again, before we roll the show, uh, we are really wanting some feedback. So again, for right now, because we don't have a live uh, line that you can call in, but if you do have any suggestions, please hit us up on the email for the show, which is... Uh, uh, lost calls zero one at gmail. Now spell that got for you guys again. It's L O S T K A U Z E zero one at gmail.com. Again, that is L O S T K A U Z E zero one at gmail.com. So we would appreciate any feedback and, like I say, any topics that we might not have covered that you guys want to hear on the show. Hit us up. But anyway, y'all, we're going to get right into it. So uh, one of the recent events that I wanted to start out with was there was a 51-year-old uh, white guy that punched an 11-year-old black girl at a North Carolina mall. And, uh, and he was charged. He was charged with assault on a child, on an underage child under the age of 12. <clears throat> and pretty much a witness uh, captured the incident. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure for those of you looking for the videos, probably on Worldstar. I'm sure it's out there. And uh, basically, I want to start off first by saying, you know, that the guy's dead wrong. Uh, but I'm sure he will say he feared for his life because uh, there, there was a group of little girls, I mean, egging the situation on. And uh, from the video, from what I could tell, it looked like it might have been 10 to 12 kids, maybe a little bit more. And they kind of pushed the guy around a little bit. You know, it was 
jaw jacking with it. Me personally, as being a grown man, I'm, I still didn't see the the danger. I feel like he could still have de-escalated the situation without without that. But uh, pretty much, uh, one one of the little girls ran up on him and pushed him, and he pushed her back, and she ran up on him again, and he snuffed her, man. And uh, dropped it. And once he hit her, of course, the crowd of little girls dispersed. And uh, some of them, you know, fled the scene. And some of them ran back up in the mall. And, and like I said, again, you know, uh, for people that are watching the video, and I know we are quick to, you know, blame the guy and just say, hey. And like I said, and I am by no means taking up for this motherfucker. Like, trust me. But I am also saying we need to trade our, train our children on, you know, behavior because, First off, these little girls were unattended by an adult, uh, and then like I say, they were eleven. They weren't they weren't teenagers. They were eleven, so they running around and you know out and being a little, little mischievous or whatever. But and this is why you do have your kids trained because at the end of the day, when your kid goes on the street, other people are not going to treat your kid like you would. Now I'm just saying, you know, so you got to think of your child's safety first. So what I believe, I'm just saying like they, but they was running around like a little pack. And we have to even look at some of the incidents that have happened here in Dallas, where on the dart train, we have seen videos where teenagers have beat, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, patrons up, people just riding the bus, trying to get home, riding the dart rail or whatever. And people have attacked them. So we've seen videos where kids attack sometimes, you know, so I'm just want to throw that out there before we kind of get into it. But like I say, by no means it's taken up for this guy. You know, I feel like me as an adult, if I was in the same situation, you know, unless they were all attacking me, I would have never taken it there. You know, I would have got my wife and left and kind of, you know, removed myself from the situation. Now, when I seen the video, the guy didn't try to leave, but, but I'm not sure if you've seen it or whatever, man, but just in that, in that uh, situation in general, you know what? What are your thoughts? Um, uh, I kind of agree with you along the lines of, uh, you know, watching your kids, being there for them, you know, not letting them run about. But um, I know we kind of keep going back and forth on this from our previous shows. But where is the feminist? Where is the Me Too movement? Where are all the people that were in outrage when the Kansas City running back Kareem Hunt um, kicked the, the the white lady in, I believe that was in Kansas City or whatever? Um, where was, where are all these people who say you should never hit a woman at all? No matter what, you do not hit a woman. You should have walked away like they told Kareem Hunt. He should have walked away. Let alone 11 year old little girl. Exactly. So this is still in elementary school. This is, you know, more. She's more defenseless than a woman. You know, you have woman and girl. Girl goes up to be woman. So with that being said, so where is all this Me Too and all the people who was in the outrage about Kareem Hunt? Where are they at now? So this tells me just validates everything I've been saying. I'm gonna keep saying it because I would like for you know, my people to get off of that train, like that Me Too, all of these little feminist movements and all those things, it's a smokescreen. It's not real. They pick and choose their battles. And this would have been a prime battle for them to step up and do their little outrage and march and all the things they want to do. So with that being said, you know, um, I think it was despicable. 
Um, I I know that you know it kind of leaves a. I'm gonna reserve the rest of what I want to say because I'm not quite how I want to say it without it being a, a slap in in a lot of people's face. But we, I will say this: we do need more males, more males to be vigilant in the neighborhood. Like we really need our men to step up, and you know, we gotta. Even though she was there defenseless without her parents. Um, I feel like some men should have stepped up and kind of de-escalated that and handled their business. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with it. But, you know, I actually saw the video and from what I gathered, and like I said, there might have been some, you know, adult men there, but I didn't see any in the video. I only seen him and his family and then the gang of kids. I did not see, you know, any other adult guy there. Right, Uh, right. And, and my thing to say about that is not necessarily there, but once the call been put in, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. When when the call is made and it's time to ride, it should have been some brothers ready to ride, you know. That, yeah, but I mean, at that point, the guy but you have to understand something. Someone did call the police. The guy was arrested. So that, you know, he was arrested like immediately. So because he didn't leave the mall. I mean, it kind of happened kind of quick. So. So with the, but I, I understand where you're trying to go with that. And I, I mean, like I said, I get it. But again, you know, because there's two sides of this, and that's why I always try to give a picture. It's not that I'm taking up for the guy, because like I say, I think the guy's an asshole. And if I had been there, uh, you know, I would like to think that, you know, yeah, I would have been definitely had ran up on the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that was a child, and you can clearly tell they were children. But you know, I just want to say you know, to the black community and things of that nature, like, because this is what I most outlets I've seen. And I've seen some of the stances of some of the women. First thing they came out their mouth is just only what the guy did. They're not looking at the moments up above that kind of help escalate it. Because it's like, why is this little girl feeling like she can run up on an adult man? Cause she pushed him first. Like they, one of them pushed him from behind and then she came and pushed him up in the front, you know? And I'm like, so what is up with her psyche and home bringing that where she would even think reacting to a male in that fashion is that you're going, you're going to win that battle. Let's say that. Cause you can't account for that dude being an asshole and being crazy. If that's what he is, that's what he is. But you also put that just like the video of the, uh, I think it was a little Hispanic boy that was, you know, cussing his teacher out and calling him out his name. And remember, right. that was a black man at that point to snuff the little Hispanic kid. Right. You know, I mean, so it's not only white men that's doing it. I mean, we do it, too. And in that video, I didn't hear anybody kind of taking that same stance. So all he should have people said, no, nah, he should beat his ass because he was calling them the N word. And he was all in his face. The little Hispanic uh, kid was. And I believe that child, he was a little older than the girl, but I think he was like maybe 14 or 15. And that brother, uh, the old man, he duked him up like he was an adult. You know what I'm saying? I still don't feel like that was right either. I feel like you, especially being the, you know, the the, the authority figure in that situation, this was a student. You know, he definitely should have uh, taken that approach, put him out of his class, you know, call for the principal, come get him security if they had it at the school, whatever. That would save job. I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't think it's right to put your hands on a kid at that point. You know, it's not like you're out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And this guy, I wonder what his wife thinks of him. You know, does she think feel like it was heroic? 
Or maybe she's thinking like, yeah, he a monster. Yeah, but but like I say, but some people are quick to fight. And I don't really think that even if it had been an adult woman, it still would have been right. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like some people, you can't account for other people's actions. And I feel like the, the they handling it right. The guy was arrested. I'm gonna follow the case. Hopefully, for some more charges. Well, hopefully, charges that he were charged was charged with, which I, I believe it was a uh, assault on a child. Like I said again, under the age of twelve or whatever. But hopefully, these things uh, stick, and you know, guy get a felony out. Maybe the parents can sue the dude, you know, and you know, hit him in the pocket, you know, do whatever. They, any recourse they have, hopefully, they can, you know, seek that avenue. But I just. It's two sides to that. You still got to make sure your kids is out there doing the right thing, too. And, JC, one more thing. I, I just want to just want people to recognize. Notice there's no outrage. Like, there's no marching. There's complete silence from, again, all of the Me Too and all the feminist movements. And, and I'm going to stay on their neck until I see them step up and do something that's worthy of praise but until then we naming all these incidents and we show after show we're bringing up scenarios and again it's only silent right. you know what i'm saying so I, I we're yet me too we're yet that's for real but we're yet me too because this this is a young lady that definitely needs some defending you know she needs some somebody to champion her so i agree with you on this one i'm totally with you this is a prime example where Me Too should be at that guy. Not only did he get arrested, find out where some bitch work at. Get him fired. Now, this is a dude you definitely need to use that social media pressure to get on his neck. I agree. I totally agree. So this is that challenge to people. Share this story. Go look at the story for yourself. It's out there on YouTube. I didn't even know the, little, the child name. I just put in 50, uh, no, I just put in uh, guy punches young little girl at the mall and that and then all kind of, you know, YouTube videos on it came up. So, yeah, I totally agree. This is the type of guy and the type of situation that you definitely need to put some pressure on him. And, yeah, if he's out there attacking kids, you know, like nobody's going to see that video and see the little girl. And then the guy, the dude, man, is like well over six feet tall he wasn't a little guy he wasn't a, you know and even if he was a little guy but he but he wasn't a little guy big dude he'd know this little girl i mean her pushing even if she had swung on him it's like there's nothing that little girl could have done physically to hurt this guy outside of hit him in the face with a brick which he didn't have and he you know i mean just cold cocked her man just cold cocked her and i feel like that's a situation where he could have grabbed and if he felt like he was threatened. That was a situation where he could have grabbed her and picked her up and took her into the mall and called security. Yeah. If he and I, he would have been much better to handle it that way. That's the way, you know, a normal person I think would have handled it. If these kids were just acting a fool, and this girl, and he, if you felt like she pushed you and assaulted you, he should have grabbed the little girl and you know where she couldn't swing on Maduna and drug her little butt in the, in there. And call security. That would have been the right way to handle it. But he chose to. Man, he hit that girl like she was a guy. And there was no holding back in the punch at all. You know. So, yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you. Me too. Where you at? So, but we'll move on to the next subject because uh, this here is breaking news. So, uh, Sony, which is part of uh, RCA, uh, they parted ways with R. Kelly. So. Uh, basically, this comes after, you know, a week or so 
of the allegations, you know, from the, you know, the Lifetime docuseries or whatever and the sexual allegations that, you know, are, are against R. Kelly. Um, you know, so they basically parted ways. But, you know, a lot of people will look at this as a win and say, hey, right on. I'm, I'm looking at it as like you 30 years too late. You know, Sony, <laughs> and I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, uh, don't don't you know break ties with him now? Once you've made millions upon millions on the man's music and his catalog, because the damage you've already profited from the pervert. You know what I'm saying? The alleged pervert or whatever. You've already profited from this guy. You know, so I th- I just feel like the time that. You should have parted ways was when the marriage came out about him and Aaliyah, you know, or because that was that was known information. And, I, you know, it's like and there was actually a marriage certificate that you could have, you know, got a record of and had proof. And I feel like that was the time to part ways. But no, now you want to part ways where, where the man is toward the end of his career. And the money's already been made. And I just think that that's weak as fuck. I'm not even going to lie. That's just weak. But people still want to applaud these people and be like, good job. You did. No, the time was back then. What you're doing now is just you getting a little pressure now because they, you know, they again, they got the Me Too movement. People, you know, putting that pressure. But, you know, and I know they didn't have the Me Too movement back then, but you still had artists that could have stepped forward. And be like, I'm not messing with this dude. This dude is known to do X, Y, Z, you know. But that ain't what happened. So, so have you heard? Yeah, I, I know. I know by now you you seen it because I even seen it on, uh, you know, like Access. I've been, I've been talking about it on everything, man. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I heard the news myself, and uh, I, I mean, I really agree with everything you just said. Like, it's really too late. And then when you kind of think about it. Um, it might be just me and, and the people I, I hang around with, but I mean, who really checks for R. Kelly album? You know, right. it, the new stuff at that. So it's kind of like it. It probably did Sony a favor to get him off their books. You know, when you kind of sit back and think about it, and like you said, the money's already made. They still getting money off his publishing and all his old records. They're not like tearing up his, you know his publishing contract where all the mechanical money is made um, off the music or whatnot. So, but I agree, it's, it's too late and you know. Yeah, it's actually a day late and a dollar short. Like, they now you're just doing it to grandstand, to make it seem like you hand in hand with the movement. And it's more like just, uh, you know, and who knows what backdoor deals are being done. And and now I see why people that didn't want to be part of the docuseries, like Jay-Z and all the people they named, you know, that they wanted to be a part of it, but had no comment. Now I see why, because like uh, Dame, I want to speak on something. This is like just some extra stuff, but it's something I've been seeing some interviews about. So Damon Dash, well, well, he wasn't a part of the docu series, but of course he he was known to have you know have dated you know Aaliyah right before her passing. So of course some people had some questions for him, and he tried to you know say that oh he had nothing to do with that, and that was Jay Z move all by himself to work with R Kelly, and he wasn't a part of that project, and he didn't want to be around, dude. And but of course people have already exposed him because now you got videos popping up where guess who's dancing in the R. Kelly video of the Fiesta, Dame Dash who say claims 
he had nothing to do with R. Kelly. Right. But he was all up in the video. And then they even uh, t- brought up some allegations that uh, Damon Dash had it himself that I had never even heard about because he had had him buried. Did you know that this guy has uh, a few allegations of sexual assault out there? Like more than, I think it was like three that people had brought up. And one of them had happened while he was in Brazil and he was able to get that buried. You know what I'm saying? And this and this girl uh, had actually went on a few shows and was trying to tell people and they, and they had even done a rape kit on her uh, I think uh, I want to say back in the states or something. Now, I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure that part of it. Or maybe they did it in Brazil, but they tried to ship it there out of no because once they were actually back in New York. But long story short, the rape kit disappeared. So you know, now we're talking about a rich guy. You know, so now that Dame has opened his stupid mouth to even get involved with this. Now people looking to expose him. And another guy we got forgot to expose last time, so I'll bring it up now because we did have a listener that brought this up. And uh, so this is a shout out to Q, which I will let her know I had already knew, known about it because me and you had already talked about it. We just didn't talk about it on the show because there were just so many people that uh, we talked about. But Torrey, the guy that did the interview with R. Kelly when he asked him if he liked young girls, you know, when he asked him that question. So this guy is you know, famously known for that interview. Well, he also has had some allegations come out and they, they weren't just allegations. He actually did it because he was fired from a job. He actually se- sexual harassed the makeup lady that he worked with. And she said something to the effects that he was, you know, soliciting, you know, just, you know, trying to get sex from her, uh, telling her, mm-hmm. You know, just, just saying all this lewd stuff to her, just straight up, you know. And uh, she went to HR, and he was fired immediately. And she yeah. even has tech. Yeah, yeah, she has mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you can take it, but no, I, no, I just no, want no. to bring that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so all these people, and not to say R. Kelly is innocent by no means, but again, uh, you know, the people that, you know, headed this docuseries, just didn't do a good job of vetting who they had on the show. So a lot of these people that were so quick and want to jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is coming at R. Kelly. So, oh, now nah, it's okay to go, go at R. Kelly. Now they stuff is coming up. And I don't feel sorry for them one bit because that's what happens. You can't, you know, nobody's rocking with R. Kelly. Whatever's going to happen to R. Kelly will happen. Like I say, go get him in the... I don't believe in trying to punish him in uh, the court of public opinion. If he did something, arrest his ass, throw away the key. You know? And I'm nobody's going to cry for R. Kelly. Right. But some of the other jokers, you need to arrest them right along with him because they are actual sexual predators as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's almost like Trump trying to come out and be like, oh yeah, this guy's a real perv. He does this. When you talk about grabbing ladies in the crotch, you know, and doing this and that, you know, so here it is, our own president you know, they busted him out with Billy Bush. <laughs> Talking about, you know, grabbing, grabbing the grabbing the pussy. Excuse my friend. You know, all that, right? Right. And you know what you know what you know what uh, uh some of some of white America did? Oh, he's a man. That's locker room talk. So all this stuff, just like that uh that uh masculine that toxic masculinity commercial. Mm. I, I kind of segue into that a little bit because I want to make sure I touched on that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just all bullshit, man. Because I'm going to tell people and I'm just letting them know straight up. 
My girl right now will probably let you know I am the most macho male chauvinistic person <laughs> that you will ever want to know. So I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm not that guy. But I am not out there harassing women and doing that type of thing. But if my girl is cooking in the kitchen, I might walk by and smack her on the butt. You know what I'm saying? And we play like that. She might do me like that. But at the end of the day, so you got some people leading the charge now to just tell you those actions and those things are no. You supposed to get in touch with your feminine side and now you just want to, you know, feminize men and we're, we are men for a reason. You are a woman for a reason. You know, there are going to be some things we got similarities, but there are also going to be so many things. We have so many differences that you're not going to want to go do. You know what I'm saying? Now, there, there's always an exception to the rule because I know some girls are like, I like everything my man do. You know, we go out there mud and riding dirt. But, you know, I, I get that. There's always going to be an exception. But for the most part, we are going to have those differences. Like my girl, to give you an example, she's part of a book club and they go drink wine. That shit don't interest me. But it's okay that it interests her. But it's some things that I do that don't interest her. And that's fine too. Right. So... But but now you got this Gillette commercial coming out, and these commercials used to talk about being a manly man. Now it's like the commercials start out and they saying boys will be boys. You know, you got these people, you know, barbecuing and but I think I'm I'm gonna take the latter. I think that people that women, majority of women, I think, want they man to be a manly man. Cause you you can't have both sides of it. Like let's say you're laid up in the dark and you hear a noise and you think somebody's in the house. Okay, uh, new generation woman, you gonna run downstairs or you gonna send that manly man to go see? Mm-hmm. You know, something wrong with your car right now. You got a flat and you in the, uh, forget AAA, you in the garage, you, your car's in the garage. You gonna go change that flat or you gonna get your manly man to change that flat? Mm-hmm. It's time to go barbecue. It's time to barbecue right now. You know, you gonna go over that hot grill, or you gonna sit your man out there to, to go over the hot grill? You know, just like I, I told you this morning, that, that part of my fence fell down. You think my girl? I mean, even though I would give my props to her, I'm not going to you tell it like my girl would be like, "You lying?" She did help me put the fence back up, but who? But it only talked mended in a couple places, and then I did the rest. And then she went back in the house. I come back in the house. She was asleep. I'm outside in the cold, sniffling. <laughs> And that's okay, because I'm a manly man. I turned on the music to my, my SUV man next to that, and I did that. So why are we trying to feminize men? Like, I'm not understanding this attack on masculinity. Like, what is wrong with that? But it's this thing now where they're trying to blur them lines, boy. They are trying so hard to blur them lines. So what are your thoughts? I know you got some thoughts on that. I, that was kind of my little rant. Hey, to be honest, man... I- you're really on point with everything you're saying today. Like, I, I totally agree. Like, it's getting to the point where they're trying to blend the lines. I feel like, you know, it's okay. It's To me, it's okay to not like certain things. It's okay to like certain things. And... I think where they trying to go with toxic masculinity, where they are saying that it could be so toxic, where it could be violent. I, I guess that's what they're trying to say. I really don't get the definition. I don't think toxic masculinity, there's a such thing. I think there's just a person who is disrespectful to women. That don't have nothing with being a man. 
You know what I mean? Because there's toxic. If that's the case, then it's toxic femininity. It's toxic uh, black people. Toxic white people. It's toxic everything. So I just feel like, hey, let's just call a spade a spade. Can we just be real? Okay, there are some there are some bad guys. You know what I mean? And it's not nothing toxic about being a man. He's just a bad guy. And there are some bad women. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing wrong with femininity. It's just she's a bad person. And why can't it just be bad people and just judge them individual on their individuality? This is a bad person and that's what it is. Instead of trying to make masculinity as a whole, men as a whole, a bad thing. Because like you said, it's a lot of benefits to having some masculinity around. Right. And I give you another, oh yeah, just real quick, I just want to add a little comedy to that. So I tell you, so a long time ago, man, I went out with this chick. This this was so long ago. This was when Kings of Comedy first came out. So I went on a first date with this chick, man. We get to the movie theater. And we happen to sit next to the worst guy ever. You know, when them people just talking over everything, laughing too hard at every joke, you know, and just having a comment after every joke was told and just loud. The dude clearly was drunk. His, even the girl he was with was trying to tell him to be quiet. They were like maybe just a seat between us. But I'd never forget uh, the female. She was on the other side of me, opposite of the guy. She leans over past him. And this is our first date, mind you. I barely even know this girl. I don't even think I knew her last name at that point. She leans over me and tells this guy, could you shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. All kind of things ran through my mind. So this guy, you know, he called a bitch. Which in my mind, I'm processing everything and I'm looking, excuse my friends. I'm like, yeah, bitch, like, but, but <laughs> this is my thing. And this is where the toxic masculinity come in. Cause I'm like, damn, if I plan on getting lucky, you know, I might have to defend her right now. You know what I mean? So a lot of things going through my mind. Like really, I'm like, you put me in alert. So I jump up, I said, say, man, I said, I said, uh, I can't remember my exact words. It was so long ago, but I pretty much, you know, told me like, you know, shit, nigga, what's up? Like, I, I said something fly to him. So, nigga jumped up like he wanted to fight. So, you know, I'm just getting ready because I'm like, he crossed. It was just one chair between us. And I'm like, he crossed. I, I'm just already preparing. I'm like, I'm going to hit him with a good right cross. I'm just going to give him everything I got. But his girl kind of seen me and she was like, she kind of hopped between us. And I'm just like, let him go. Because as soon as he would step past the man, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to crack him. I'm just going to crack him one. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna tell you, this dude was so obnoxious, man. That that even one of the uh, another guy, I guess it was getting so good. Another guy jumped up and was like, "Man, I help you whoop his ass." Telling me after me, this dude is already into it. I just kind of laughed at that, though. I thought that that was a little weak. But uh, anyway, security came and got the guy. But that that was another example where you know my toxic masculinity was defending this crazy chick's honor. You know, right. And, and JC, the the kind of chime in on that real quick. In that situation, was that toxic masculinity that was caused that problem, or was that toxic femininity that caused that problem? Like, Great. look down at the deep root of that. What caused that situation? To me, she really did, man. Exactly. Because at the end, exactly. Of so, with that being said, we're not saying there's such things as toxic femininity. I'm I'm just 
trying to compare apples and apples, but my point to it is you got to judge someone on their individual merit. That girl was crazy. You know what I mean? She escalated that situation, which in return, you as a man had to defend the honor of someone that you barely even know. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> so, I'm saying, yeah. dude, for the 20, I think of this. This dude could have had a gun. He could have had a knife. He could have killed us both. And I don't right. even know this. Girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even know this shit. You know what I mean? So, but I will say that for fellas that's interested, they want to know if I closed the deal. I did close the deal. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. Hey, your life was on the line, at least. <laughs> yeah, you know what I was in It was like, bro, but at least that. But we hung out a little bit after her, but yeah, I had to distance myself from her, though. Yeah, she was a little, she was a little crazy. Cause at the end of the day, like you said, with her throwing that, cause I'm the, if I'm the guy, even if I'm being obnoxious, there were so many different ways she could have handled that, you know. And I, you know, but then they want to always make it seem like, and from that Gillette commercial, is like the men are always doing the wrong things. I'm pretty sure as a man, at some point in your life and your career, you have been sexually harassed from a woman by a woman, cause I, I was, and have been. And I didn't run and feel like, oh, my God, you know, I just laughed it off. And, you know, I didn't, you know, pay attention to the advances because I didn't want them. You know what I'm saying? So but but on the other end, when women are sexually harassed, act like it never happens to anyone else. Right. Which we even talked, heard about Ted, I mean, uh, Terry Crews when he was saying, you know, he was actually sexually harassed by a gay man, you know. And me too buried him real quick. They talked about they had him out there for a minute, but they they there was no no, uh, you know, just follow up to his right. story. It was, that was over. That was dead. You know, it's like okay, Terry. Yeah. That was very quick. And then the first thing people said to him was like he should have beat the dude down. But if he would have beat that guy down, then that would have been a whole nother thing. Right. That'd have been toxic yeah. masculinity. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it don't. It just uh, whatever it is to fit people's narrative right now, man. That's that's pretty much where we going. It's like whenever it fits their narrative, I mean, that's when they want to talk about it. When when it's something that's a little gray and maybe can lean the other way, because we also forget about Asia Argento, who was part of you know the the uh, the the female that came out against Harvey Weinstein, and then come to find out. Which is a very, and I think we already talked about this in the previous show, so I won't go too long on about it. But she pretty much slept with a young man when he was seventeen. But the freaky, weird stuff about it, the R. Kelly esque part of it, is that the little guy. I don't know if you guys remember Daddy Daycare, the little guy that was running around in the Flash outfit. Mm-hmm. She was in a movie with this guy and played his mother when he was a child. And then here it is, you sleeping with him and he, when he was 17. And he said he didn't even come up, come on to her. She came on to him. She wanted that dude. And then here it is, this is another person they had out in the forefront of me too. Then it comes back out that she was paying this guy to be quiet and didn't want it coming out. And he, of course, he's an adult man now, but this also happened to him when he was a child. And I didn't see me too go and uh, recap anything and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, d- uh, you know, step away from her. I didn't hear them come out and say, you know what? Asia Argento should never direct another movie. She should never act in another movie. 
we need to get her out of Hollywood. You know, like that same energy. Right. So I don't know. It's just just a little weird, but uh, but we'll we'll move on to the next topic too, because I don't know if you guys are familiar familiar with uh, ex football player as a uh, Greg Hardy. He was out actually started out his career with the Carolina Panthers, and then uh, once he was cut uh, from that team, once he was actually let go, uh, Dallas picked him up from for a time, and pretty much a little background on him. He had some domestic. Uh, violence, uh, you know, allegations uh, back in 2014. And from what I gather, I don't know the whole full story, but from what I gather from the story, he uh, uh, was pushing and shoving around and, you know, verbally abusing and physically abusing his uh, girlfriend at the time. And he pushed into a pile of guns. She ended up with some bruises and all that, called the police. And uh, But I will say this. It's not on his record. It was actually expunged from his record. So this either means they settled out of court or whatever happened. Maybe that was part of the plea deal, uh, whatever. But it's not on his record. Now, the controversy comes because Greg Hardy now fights in the UFC. So some reporters have raised the question, should he be allowed to fight in the UFC with this past of domestic violence allegations? And then it gets even more sketchy uh, because... There's a, a female fighter by the name of uh, Raquel. I think her name is Ostovic. And uh, she was also the victim of domestic violence. And now you have these two people on the same UFC card. So where the controversy comes, people want to know, is this insensitive of the UFC? Uh, knowing this guy has this type of past and knowing that, you know, Ra- Raquel just went through this with her husband. And uh, if anybody wants to follow up on that case, there's actually a video out there. Uh, and I think uh, this abuse goes on for like 10 minutes or something like her. I don't know what they went to it about, but her husband assaulted her and uh, they went at it, man, for about 10 minutes to where he ended up knocking her unconscious. And when she came to, she actually fell off a balcony, man, and was naked and had to run off to go get help. And uh, so thank God she made it through that. Her husband is now going to be fighting the case. But I think they even actually are still together. But my question to the people is because we tend to, we tend to want to like condemn folks forever and ban them from things for life so my question is that situation is totally separate from Greg Hardy he had nothing to do with that he don't know this lady uh, they even have asked this lady in an interview does she have a problem with Greg Hardy being on the same card as her she says she did not she spoke to Greg Hardy to feel like okay he seemed like a good enough guy she don't know his situation don't know what happened and she's even saying that you know he, he deserves a shot but in in social media, there's just been an outrage. And like I say, in the, in the light of Me Too, they're saying that this guy should not be fighting in the UFC. And what I say is like, okay, so should he be a chef at some restaurant? Uh, should he be teaching your kids? Should he be, should he be your kid's uh, kindergarten teacher? Because if he's not in the UFC, he's going to be doing something. Mm-hmm. He'll be working somewhere. So that So that's my question. So I just wanted to you know throw it back to you man see if you had some thoughts on that you know and like I said it ain't got necessarily to be on that case but just on my question is when someone has allegations or have even been convicted of something like that should we crucify that person forever and feel like that they are not redeemable and never should be given another chance um man you kind of you, you, yeah. you weren't ready huh woo did you with that Rick Flash you weren't ready <laughs> Man, no, well, the thing is, you kind of hitting on all the points today, man. Like, 
I really don't have a follow-up with that. I mean, I feel like all people are redeemable. We all make mistakes. We all come back from them. We try to learn from our mistakes. And again, this guy, obviously he's a fighter. And I know that's not a good thing to say, you know, he's fighting girlfriends. I mean, hey, I mean, why not let him get in the ring and, and fight and, you know, Somewhere this guy got to take out his aggression, and I'd rather it be in the ring than on a person. So, uh, right. And then my thing is mostly that he still, I don't give a damn what he did. If he went to court with it, I mean, I don't feel like us. See, we getting into this where we feel like we should punish people. We should continue to punish folks and shun folks. Because keep in mind, it's happening in 2014, but even if it happened yesterday, at some point, the guy still has the right to go out and work and make a living. Right. Because we act like, we, it's almost like we want people to just be out in the street and be muggers and robbers and doing crimes then. Because if we can't let a person go work, like you even yourself, right. uh, you bring up that case you was telling me, you know, about the, uh, you know, the, the place where you actually work. Bring that up, man. That'd be a good point. Which, which one? Well, you said that y'all were playing around at work and looked up a, you know, one of uh, oh, one of your. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm to yeah. find out they had a little sketchy past. Yeah, so this is back at my previous job where we were kind of playing online, and you know how you could go to your county website. Just for you people who don't know, you could go to your county website, and the place I worked at was in uh, Denton County. So we were just messing around. We went to Denton, Denton County website. And it lists all the child predators in your area. And this county even goes so far, it gives you their address. It tells you where they work. And it tells you what they are attracted to. So this guy in particular at this company, he is a vice president. Um, and he lives in Denton County. And his attraction was, and it's a he, he was attracted to little boys. So they let it be known that he was attracted to little boys and everything. But this guy was redeemable. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't do it. I don't know him personally. Don't follow up. Didn't follow up with him or nothing like that to that nature. But to, to sum it all up, this guy got a second chance. You know, you'd be surprised how many people in your neighborhood or in your community who have these violations and, and getting second chances so just because this guy is famous he doesn't deserve a second chance or he may have money he don't deserve a second chance I believe in second chances uh, but you know once it's repetitive I mean hey you know but this is this guy's first chance and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up I mean that's that's the perfect example of someone getting a second chance and, and a hell of a second chance at that as a vice president about this this guy was a child predator the low of the low and here he is the vice president of a fucking company yeah a major company major a major yeah yeah and that's it so that's why i say and you know it's just yes there's definitely a double standard man and i wonder how with him having that you know how because companies usually do very thorough backgrounds so i'm so I'm uh, kind of amazed that he was actually able to to go and uh, hold a position like that. To even get in the door, most you can't even do entry level positions at companies like that with someone in your background, right? At least so that is a yeah. 
Yeah, so that's a very interesting question. So I mean, that 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 is very, very interesting. And uh, for the people that don't know, I'm sitting up here right now after we finish the show, man. I'm gonna have to go back and mess with this fence again. It's it. I'm <laughs> like if my man cave looking down at it. It's not looking good. So it look like my day is not done just yet. So JC, uh, are you like uh not to kind of veer out the, the line of work, but um, are you like Tim the Tool Man Taylor? I don't know if you saw the I am, home improvement where he messes up everything. <laughs> no, I'm just packing this thing as best as I can, man. But uh, but you know, I'm already gonna replace it. But uh, right now, I'm uh, I'm just looking at. It. I just thought that that was funny because right here, as we talking about this pervert guy, I'm sitting up here looking at this fence and it then came undone on one part. I'm just man, this wind kicking my ass today. <laughs> it was definitely getting the best. But we'll move on real quick though to another topic that you had brought up so uh we have uh a boogie with the hoodie which i do enjoy this man's music i actually jam that a lot it's actually in my playlist so but he has the number one album and uh the funny thing is just how he did it because you said that the guy had around 800 or so just under a thousand cds physically sold but he had around 83 million in streams, right. which uh, we all do know the streaming and social media platform is how everybody's doing it today. And that's how entertainment has pretty much evolved and uh, pretty much the way to go now is how people are, are doing it. So so I'll let you go into that for a little bit, man, since you want to bring that up. Yeah, I was trying to bring a little light, lightness to the show. And, man, you know, to me, it was a trip because I just think back not too long ago, I don't want to give our age, but not too long ago when it was a big deal to buy a CD and unwrapping it and knowing when somebody's album dropped and going into a music store and listening to the snippets. And it's just amazing how someone could just sell 800 copies in all of America. Matter of fact, in the entire world, you sell 823 copies. In Back in the day, you had Master P moving 823 copies, more than that, out of the trunk of his car. But this guy moved 823 copies, and he is the number one artist in the world right now. Well, the number one album in the world. So to me, it's just amazing how things change and, and the streaming and how that doesn't hook over. And it's really no more need to press an album and send it out and I mean your best marketing is really the internet and social media and getting your platform out and to me it's just amazing and it just kind of it just kind of stuck out to me when I was reading the article and it said that like 823 albums physical albums sold and he's number one it, it just like time just caught up to me in that moment like wow Guys, we'll, we'll go, we'll hop in the magic time machine for a second. I'll give up my age. Now, I can remember, uh, I can actually remember, some of y'all can't remember cassette tapes. I can remember cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. I putting a strip over the little opening on top of the tape so you can record. Uh, I can remember uh, the damn tape messing up and you having to pull out the little, uh, the little wrap or whatever. <laughs> the, that stuff was recorded on to try to straighten it out and get a get a pen to wind it back up and all that like yeah so to think where we are today with streaming yeah time is definitely uh definitely uh changed which is supposed to and you know and, uh, and you know not to cut you off but one more thing jc uh, uh with the cassette and the cd you know it was like 
awesome to see an album cover to me. You know, that was like seeing the album and going in and reading the credits, see who wrote it and produced it and just all the things that come with that. I guess people just don't even care. Just like who's on the album. Dude, do y'all remember do you do you remember records? Yeah. What I was just scratching King hopping on my mama record <laughs> scratching she's coming about to beat my ass because I'm in there fucking up every record she owns. What? Oh the like shit, I remember that. Yeah. But uh but kind of piggybacking onto that topic, you had also brought up another uh, good subject about a uh, uh old boy soldier boy telling, you know. <laughs> People probably have seen him because he's been on a lot of different uh media outlets such as uh uh you you told me to go watch the uh, Breakfast Club interview, which I did, and I also uh, followed up with that by watching that uh, he was on Everyday Struggle with DJ Academics, his little show. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Soldier trying to promote some music. But I don't know if people, because they they trying to make Soldier seem like he a buffoon, man. But I don't know if people remember back when that dude first came out, he was like 16 years old. And that was like at the height of the, you know, when, when people really started getting into the internet. And he was doing some of this, um, you know, he started, uh, you know, clicking up with social media, uh, with, with, uh, streaming outlets rather and uh like i think he was uh uploading his music to something that was called uh sound click not soundcloud but sound click mm-hmm. and uh uh you know uploading his music and getting it out there and he was doing youtube videos way back before people really knew as far as rap artists before they really knew how to ride that you know social media wave that boy was doing he, he was in uncharted territory he was like the christopher columbus of you know, rap, I guess. Because I can remember articles where and, and people could pull us up where Ice-T was like, Soldier Boy, fuck him. He is ruining hip-hop. Yep. He is you know, destroying hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And look look at now when you got Migos and A-Boogie and mm-hmm. all the different artists, this is how it's done today. ASAP Rocky and I could go on and on and on. Right. This is how it's doing now. But it was frowned upon in the beginning because like Ice-T, like a hip-hop dinosaur, didn't understand that back then. Right. So it moved me to, you know, um, and then like you said, uh, Soldier would upload his music. He would uh, title it like 50 Cents, you know, in the club. You think you about to listen in the club? And it was that you, you know, come coming. <laughs> I can't lie. Everybody was, you know, on that wave, you know? And then people don't know back in the day soldiers worked with the who's of who of some of these young guys in hip-hop now your chiefs keefs and drakes and so on and so on and people don't know see they and they also want to not know not to throw a shot at drake but a lot of people give drake a lot of uh props and he steals a lot of music he steals a lot of like like he got sued by rapping forte Stone did said the man lines word for word. <laughs> People, some of his fans hearing it for the first time, just thought Drake was the illest motherfucker out there. They just really knew he. Can't. I know that's how he does a lot of people. He appropriates a lot of music from people. Yeah. So one of Soul's lines, you know, you know, I don't know if y'all remember one of uh, Drake's uh, intros where he was like. Uh, uh, you know, he's like, tell me what's really going on. It's Drizzy. I'm back in this thing. I'm ready. What's happening? You know, when when he said that, that that's one of soldier lines from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And people so, 
we can laugh at Soldier, and you know, like with Soldier owner, like, hey, he's saying it in the don't get wrong, he's saying it in a goofy ass way, but he's really right. And then once we take around the the, because to me on the Breakfast Club, he was looking like a young flavor flave. If, <laughs> if they do a flavor flave movie, he needs to play a young flavor. <laughs> He needs to play a young flame because that he's looking a little crackish these days. I ain't gonna lie, but I couldn't laugh at him too hard because as hard as I'm fucking working, I'm I'm sitting over here working hard and I got a little money in the bank and I'm staring at a broken fence right now. <laughs> this motherfucker got millions, you know, so he's doing better than me. But then I I let you uh, kind of dive. I know I've been talking. So I let you. So what is your thoughts on that? What you think about Young Soldier? Well, you know, I think. The reason he got the Breakfast Club interview was to address was he on drugs? That was Charlemagne's first question because the rumors was out that he was on uh, crack or whatever. And after watching that interview, I think it's a consensus. Like, he's on something. Uh, whether you want to... I don't think we make you act like that. I think he's on something. <laughs> so that's that's the obvious. But as far as his contribution to hip hop, no doubt. Like the dude, he's he's the the godfather of the internet era, you know, and brought a lot of dudes and, and, and you know shuffled dudes into the game, and you know, but it does not negate from his flavor flavor crackish antics. Like you know, and, and the whole interview, it was like him being over dramatic and just really selling it. Like some of the things was no doubt right on true all of that but then there were points where he was like really being exaggerated and and making itself being seem larger than life but you know i i agree with everything you say today man i gotta give it to you you spot on with everything you're saying today um, yeah, well, I tell you, I tell you, I construct this thing, man. I was, I was telling you the other day. I was like, when I start putting pins to it, I'll make, I'll, I'll tie it in. I'll definitely tie it in. Uh, so I know you had another topic uh, that your your wife has suggested to you about the the shutdown. So and I and I got, I'm gonna let you start it out because I got a, another twist to that too on another uh, podcast dude who's kind of talking some shit. And I, I'll get into that later though. So so what is your thoughts on that? Trump shutting down the government. Man, it's it just so many layers to that. Um, I know what I'm about to say is going to shock a lot of people, but the offense right now, bro. I put so many layers of I thought, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the what that man. But my my whole outlook on it is just give the man his wall, like. We done spent so much money on frivolous stuff, wars, contributing to other people's economy. Just give the man his wall. And the thing about it is, you know, get these people back to work because this is, as it's a government shutdown. People are not getting paid. You got people where it's a domino effect where this person on payday note is getting repossessed. That company can't pay their workers. The workers who work for the company can't pay their bills. It's just a domino effect which a lot of people don't account for. You know, so that's one thing. And then you have where you have a lot of people outside of the workers who defend who who depend on the government as far as the social services, as food stamps, section eight, you know, so those programs are about to be, you know, mixed. 
So I'm like, you know, and then another twist to it. I've never seen like, it's crazy how they're fighting so hard for non-American citizens and your American citizens are the ones being affected. Like you're fighting so hard for people who are not citizens. Again, I'm gonna repeat that again. The people that they're fighting for are not citizens. You're letting your citizens suffer for non-citizens. So just give the man the wall. Let him go. Right now, defense. Does anybody want to donate or help? Say that Sorry. I said, yeah, you got an American citizen right now that has a broken fence, and I'm suffering big time. <laughs> and and then on, on top of that, too, a, a lot of things that people don't account for, uh, you know, I'm always kind of looking at stats and everything, but majority of the people, I know that they always showing people running across the border and, and things like that, but compared to the people who are really here illegally, majority of the people who are in America illegally are people who are here on expired visas. It's not the people that sneak in. They come in legitimately but then their visa expires and they don't go back and do the following steps. So that's what they're going to find out eventually. So I'm just like the, the wall is not the issue to, you know, so I'll let you go ahead and, and I think that's why because it's going to be take some billions. I mean, it was a big number, man, to do this damn wall that he think is going to fix it and you're going to look up tomorrow and people still going to be getting in the country. Right. Like, I don't think no damn wall. That's why they like want to block it because they like get that ridiculous ass shit out of it. They ain't going to stop nothing. You know how you going to build a wall around the world? Like, <laughs> the wall only going to go so fucking far. Like, it's like, bro, like they're building around the whole entire country of New Mexico. So yeah. worth the what? That's yeah. So how did you just want it to go so far? But they still, people still gonna get in. So yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But I kind of wanted to touch on. There was a guy, and I and, and I do apologize to our listeners. I, I the guy's name escapes me. I just started seeing his videos, but it's a it's a guy. There. He is a, he is a white man. I got it there. You know, a lot of people think this show is just race based. But I just throw that out there because this guy's going around and I think he's toxic, man. He, there goes that toxic masculinity right there. This guy here is uh, going around uh, and he's pretty much saying that this uh, government shutdown is going to affect a lot of welfare queens. And he was kind of, and then he even talked about some of the statistics where we talk about, you know, they statistically is proven that, you know, a lot of white Americans are mostly on this type of assistance, but it is a lot more of them. So, of course, they're going to make up a bigger, you know, demographic. But um, he kind of was just saying that, you know, you got a lot of these people that, you know, stunt when they get their income tax check and want to act like they rich. And every time he would talk about this on the show, he would just flash pictures of, of black people. And uh, people, next time we do a show, I'm going to have this guy's name for you. Like I said, I just he just popped up on YouTube and I just started seeing his videos. But uh, anyway... He was just going on to say how, you know, a lot of these uh, welfare chicks, you know, that the shutdown is really finna fuck they worlds up because they not going to have, you know, the little extras to, you know, make it, you know, through the day to day. And then how, you know, a lot of uh, black people uh, get these income tax checks, which I ain't going to lie. I have seen I got some family members now that will get an income tax check and for a month or two, they will stunt like they got a little paper. You know what I'm saying? 
but uh but he basically was just saying that and i just felt like it was just a fucked up thing to say and uh he's not looking at the bigger picture because like you said is there are there people that abuse the 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 welfare system yeah i'm sure they out there and i heard uh ufc fight x fighter rather and commentator now uh michael bisman he was talking about over in england uh, you know, he, he from the UK and he was talking about the welfare system there and he had white friends that abuse it. So, you know, we know those type of things are happening. But at the end of the day, like you said, this is affecting, you know, people across the board, you know, like even regular people that work hard for their money and now they want to file their taxes. It's regular Joes that's, that need that money, you know, and this, right. and then not to mention, you know, like if you work, just depending on, you know, like uh, what different branch, I guess you work of in the government is people that's not getting paid and is being called back to work and that shit ain't funny because i know if it was happening to me today i would definitely be taking issue and but i will also say people for those of you who voted for trump if it's affecting you that's what your ass get because you wanted him there so for those republicans that voted him in and then now you like oh man now you know and then you might you might mess around and have a government job and now it's actually affecting you this is the guy you wanted there. You put him there. Yeah. And hey, you're going to get some real quick, you, you're going to get some sense once the sense in your pockets get a little bit lighter. So you're going to have a come to Jesus meeting once, once you start looking at that bank stuff and everything. And like I said, it's a domino effect. Like a lot of people don't see the domino effect. For example, like it's a woman, she worked for the government, was about to purchase a home. So, you know, it's less money for the, the mortgage blender. People, it, I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. And we only see them on the front line, but it truly affects the economy a whole lot bigger than people think. And because he is throwing a, a hissy fit and wants uh, this damn wall. Yeah. And I just say, give it to him. You know, I, I know they don't want to look like they're conceding or anything, but give him his wall because at the end of the day we need these people back to work we need the economy back flowing like it is because um, on the cool this could kind of keep if it keeps going it could possibly lead to like a little mini recession if you don't you know I think people don't want to concede to him is because Trump is the type of guy you know we all know he's a sociopath man we know he's a, a narcissist and all that so if you give in to this dude, this ain't gonna be the last time, though. Yeah, and, but but there's things. There's things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just like he's definitely the type of guy that if you give him an inch, he's taking a mile. So he's not gonna stop with this. And then if you give him this, he's gonna know it's possible. You know, oh, that well, worked. Okay. The thing is, you gotta negotiate. Like if you give him some. You give him a wall, you need to have a plan to where, okay, we giving you this wall, we need this type of social program, or we need this to come into place to, in in lieu of your wall. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of... I think that people have negotiated those things, because they did say that they were negotiating with him, but he just, you know, was like not wanting to give in to anything. He just wanted his wall. He wanted his wall because the thing is, when you go back and look at his whole campaign, like he built his campaign. campaign 
Mexico right. building. He built his campaign on that wall. You know what I'm saying? But Mexico, but also the Astros on that was Mexico. Mexico. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. So, oh, it, breaking news. They, I think they just came to an agreement. Trump offered protection for DACA recipients in exchange for the $5.7 billion wall. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> so, politics, man. If it's that goddamn easy, breaking news. Yeah, so we can recap a couple of things, and then I guess we can shut down the show, man. With about a hour and five minutes, and my face, that shit is doing the wave. It's, it's crazy right now. So I'm about to get out here and get back on this, man. Okay. <laughs> Wind is is uh, taunting me, dog, because it got one part of my fence like me. Fuck your fence. You like this? Look at this. <laughs> like, crazy. I, I'm not gonna get defeated today by no fucking wind. You know what I'm saying? Right. That is not happening. But we got a lot of things going on today, y'all. We got a uh, we got playoffs still going. Uh, we got some good fights going on. We got a. Uh, was it Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw? Right. Uh, fight night. And again, kind of piggybacking on that. Well, I was telling y'all about Greg Hardy. So if anybody wants to see if Greg Hardy got the goods, he is definitely fighting tonight. And I, I think that's going to be ESPN's first uh, fight right. uh, with UFC. Right. Uh, UFC's joined the ESPN family. So you got that. Then you got, uh, you got uh, Adrian Broner. Yes, sir. Manny Pacquiao, which is there's just so much shit to watch tonight. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to see if I, I can, uh, you know, catch them both. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a, be a pretty tough retire fight. Do what? I said the loser must retire fight. Adrian Brown versus Pacquiao. Now, you know, AB ain't retired. AB gonna continue to get that check as long as they offer it. Manny too. Yeah, but my thing is, if you lose to a forty-year-old boxer, you need to retire. And Pacquiao, if you lose to Broner, they pretty much saying that hey, you forty years old, man. So to be loser, need to retire. Fight. That's that's what I call it. Yeah, we see. Uh, hell, uh, even Floyd ain't ain't really retired. Take a fight one. I wonder how people feel about that. He just made him a quick nine million. They said after the pay per view buyers are settled, he probably ended up making twelve to fifteen million on that fight. Or that light work he did or that young Japanese fighter. Jeez. Must be nice. Must be. Like I said again, man, we are in the wrong profession, bro. It's <laughs> wrong profession. But yeah, man, I think that we covered all bases unless you got something else you wanna dive into. No, sir. I think we pretty much touched it all on what's been happening this week. All right, cool. Well, this was a pretty short show compared to what we've been doing. It's about a hour and almost seven minutes now. So we 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 good. We did it. So for y'all, like I said again, if y'all want to send some suggestions, even if you just want to send us an ugly email, I don't care. Uh, the email again is lostcall01 at gmail.com. It's L O S T. K-A-U-Z-E-01 at gmail.com. Again, that's L-O-S-T-K-A-U-Z-E-01 at gmail.com. Feel free to give us any comments, any shit talk, any subjects you say that you would like to hear on the show that we have never touched bases on, or even if it's a 
old show that maybe we didn't hit some points that you would like to bring up. Feel free to give us some suggestions. So I think we'll end it on that note. We won't take too much more of y'all time. As as y'all have heard, I got my work cut out for me. They say there is no rest for the wicked. So <laughs> so yeah, my day has been pretty goddamn busy so far. Right on. And even after all this, my lady's at the shop getting the nails done, and I got to take her out later because there was a birthday weekend. So after all this hard work that I'm going to dive back into, I got to go do that. Happy birthday, Miss JC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would make sure to tell her, man. She definitely would appreciate that. Like I say, you know, and like I said, she appreciates that toxic masculinity. So I got the right one. <laughs> So we will uh, finish the show and like I say again uh, to y'all hey once again we brought y'all some content from the Quiet Pizza podcast and we appreciate y'all for still fucking with us and hanging in there and uh, we'll see y'all next time alright later love <laughs>